Hey there, Laker fans. Welcome to another episode, post-game episode of Lakers Detail uh, with me, your host, Vinay, uh, and my co-host, Raj. We are, before we start, uh, I will apologize on behalf of the pod, specifically myself. Uh, the game got a little delayed, and then my computer decided to crap out on me uh, right as I was loading everything up. So we're a little behind getting started, but we appreciate all the folks that are tuning in live uh, to the post-game. Uh, so let's just dive right into it. Um, you know, the Lakers lose. Uh, you know, the third stringers are out entire fourth quarter. Uh, they lose this game to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, but I don't think we really cared about the end results of the game. Uh, this is the now, I would say, fourth game in a row where the Lakers offense has really been rolling uh, and, and looks really, really good. Um, Rod, what has been your takeaway thus far uh, of the games that we've seen? Uh, this preseason, uh, preseason, uh, like, yeah. Uh, well, good to see you, Vinay. This is another, yeah, uh, yeah, really I even fun. Low, dude. <laughs> all good. Oh, it's late, doing well. <laughs> it's it's 10 p.m. You know, we stayed up late trying to not stay up late, yeah. but um, doing this a little going on a little bit later on live. No, yeah. that was fun, man. I know we just call it preseason, but it would have been cool to see the guys get a win. I thought, you know, that was that would have been really fun to see the guys kind of pull through. Uh, but no, that was, I thought, you know, during when the starters played at least, I thought the team looked awesome. I think it was a continuation of what we've seen this preseason. And to me, obviously the defense, you know, was up and down. There were some places where, you know, guys really weren't trying. GP2 and Kaminga are guys that are, if your effort isn't there, they'll back cut you and just dunk right on you, right? Yeah. There's a lot of like really athletic plays that they can put on you. But for the most part, Vinay, I think the part that I want to start with here. And, you know, after a few preseason games, watching a Laker team that hunts three-pointers this way is so rare. Like, I, it, it's it's mind-blowing to watch because what an actual good shot is is kind of blurred on this team, right? A lot mm -hmm. of the Torian Prince threes, and I think he went four for five from three tonight, if I have his numbers correctly. These aren't, like, wide-open looks. These are like, mm -hmm. oh, the defense hedged a little bit on an AD roll. I, I have enough space to pull or, you know, the D low threes, the Austin little step back with the behind the back dribble, watching a team hunt threes this way, even Rui, right? The corner threes. And I thought Rui had one of his better games as well um, on the offensive end, but that's where I want to start with this with you, like watching an offensive Laker team that hunts three pointers this way, this way, it's just so rare. And you put that around LeBron and AD. You put LeBron around a good shooting team, and that's usually been a formula for success, right? The Cavs mm -hmm. really followed this, the Miami Heat to an extent. The Lakers never really had, like, a good shooting team around LeBron. And you put a good shooting team around a LeBron and AD. It's just so strange to watch. Um, it's been fun to watch it flow, and it feels like the continuity allows them to get into the second and third progressions of offensive sets that you just couldn't a year ago, where you had to kind of install all these basic kind of units um, that's where I I, I kind of started. Do, do you agree with that? Like watching a Laker team that just hunts threes the way as it do the way it does. Like it, it's so glaring to me. It jumps off the page. Yeah, I'm I'm on board with it. Uh, I'm I'm on board with you the entire way. Like the the way their offense has been executing. Like even if they don't knock down the threes. Like first and foremost, like they've been knocking down threes at a, at a crazy clip so far. Um, but just the shot quality that they're generating. At the three-point line, like we know a lot of times, actually, you know, the, the the difference is like we knew that the teams on the opposing or the opposing defenses knew to pack the paint because they knew like you know, we had a bunch of non-shooters on the floor. Um, but this team is like, oh, now if they pack the paint, like we were like, oh, yeah, get it out there to the, the guy that's open because we know we're going to knock this down. Like we didn't have that kind of security last season to start the season with Pat and Russ and, um, you know, and, and all the other guys we had on the team um and it's just it's just different like now you can tell they feel confident in swinging that ball around to find that open shooter on the perimeter and it right. feels like that energy transfers to whoever ends up taking that shot because every single three that i've taken like i know a lot of people like have been saying oh and we'll get into them has been fantastic all these guys victorian was fantastic today um like everybody's been talking about us making shots, but the, the like the confidence that they're taking these shots with, like some of these shots are not open. They're no. like contested shots, but they're super confident. Like Tori is taking confident contested threes. Austin is, D'Lo is, and, and um, even Rui is. So it, it's just awesome to see that dynamic. 
to change night and day, dude. It's a complete difference. Yeah, it feels like Torian's going to start. Like he's just been the one that's started along our. Yeah. Yeah, and he's the one that's been starting, right? Jared Vanderbilt was hurt since the first game. Rui hasn't started since then. Um, and Torian's been the one that's played next to LeBron, AD, D'Lo, and Austin. And to me in that lineup, the only guy, obviously, that's really a guy who's not going to take a huge volume is AD. Mm-hmm. And just watching the space, Vinay, of there's a bunch of plays tonight where we got a bunch of back cuts. Yeah. When was the last time we've been getting, like, back cuts? And the reason you get back cuts, right, is because – a back cut comes from an overplay, right? So when a team overplays yeah. you on the top side, the Clippers do this really well. The Warriors, people ask, why do the Warriors get so many layups? It's because of the shooting, right? The shooting allows yeah. you to, when you overplay um, and you play on their top side, they can back cut you. And we got a bunch of those tonight. Um, I think D'Lo on the back side, Rui as well, AD getting a couple of back cuts. There's another play where like we had some handoffs where Austin and D'Lo can just go right to the rim yeah. because of the shooting around the floor. And I think that's such a vast difference to me. And another thing, with the starters that, you know, just to stay on them. Is this the most off ball LeBron has been? I mean, like there's very little pick and roll LeBron game. It's post up. It's very much where he's kind of in the Draymond role, right? Like in our team where he's playmaking from the post or he's playmaking from the top of the key and guys are just kind of running around actions. Um, D'Lo and Austin are kind of off ball screening for each other. Torian Prince has a really good knack and idea for knowing when to cut and when to space yeah. and when to fade. Um, it just looks nice, man. And, and watching LeBron be able to kind of rest his way through an offensive game. We had 70 at the half, Benet, where like it felt smooth. Like it didn't yeah. feel like, oh man, the Lakers are, you know, on some ridiculous hot run. It just like it felt really smooth and the offense kind of ran its course to where they just put up a ton of points. So those things like really stood out where um, it's just unique. It's different than we've had the past few years. Has, has this been the least amount of LeBron like induced or LeBron centric offense that you've seen? Like I, it's just preseason yeah. obviously, but like, does it, doesn't it feel like this is like the least amount of like LeBron involvement? Like he, and he hasn't even played like two of the games or something like that. So that's there too as well. But it just, there's just some, there's a, there's a thing about it that is, Again, it's like, it's kind of boring. Like, it's like, oh, we're not getting the super flashy highlights. But at the same time, it's just like, oh, this is kind of nice, dude. Like, but we're not, like, we're, at no point in this game did I feel like, oh, my God, like, this has to get fixed before the season starts or it's yeah. going to be in real big trouble. And that's not to say that we don't have flaws and the team can't get beat. There's still things that, that have to come through. And, you know, it's like I said, it's preseason, so people may not be trying as hard. But, like, there's, like, you know, Braun went – had a halftime, took a shower or whatever, change his clothes and having dinner, had dinner. on the bed. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I mean, he probably would have done that regardless of, of what the roster was. But at the same time, sure. it's like everybody feels calm. I mean, like we interviewed Rob Polinka at the half, ESPN or whatever team, I forget who it was, the Broncos. They interviewed Rob at the half. Like Rob's like all cool. <laughs> and he's just like naming off the guys that, that re-signed with us. I was just like, this is weird because I don't feel any anxiety right now about watching the Lakers play basketball. Um, the only complaint that's on the timeline were people about complaining about Jalen, and I was just like, oh man, come on, gonna play. It's okay, you know. Like, if that's what we're complaining about, I think we're okay. We're in a good team. You know, what it is, Panay. What I was thinking, it's a team where almost everyone has a defined role. Like, there's, there's no one you're looking and you're thinking, what is their role on this team or are they fighting for minutes here? I mean, there's minutes kind of battles, of course, in terms of rotation battles and who's going to start or who's going to come off the bench and things like that. But I don't look at anyone like, for for example, last year, I remember we we were, you know, discussing what is Lonnie's role, right? Like, is he our yeah. ball handler? Is he an off ball guard? Everyone's role is so defined so clearly. And I think the guy we can kind of go to. Next, I feel like when I watch D'Lo play, there's no confusion of what his role is. It's very yeah. clear. He has a very much command of what he's supposed to be doing. I love the D'Lo Chris, like the D'Lo Chris Paul kind of, you know, yeah, like under the radar. There. Oh, yeah. there's a little bit of like, there's a little bit of, oh, you're annoying me. Oh, you're annoying me. Let's like really get into this. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. The little, the bumps uh, on the side and the chest bumps. And, you know, Chris Paul's going to foul you in ways where the ref somehow didn't see it, even though he yeah. smacked your face. I love that in a preseason game, we had two technicals, AD and Austin. 
also got technicals in this game because when you play a Chris Paul team, Vinay, it's just you're going to get uh, all the yeah. – you're just going to get all the – you're going to get all the, the bullshit. But, uh, you got to win I, the mental I, game against, against a guy like that for sure. Uh, Absolutely. And Chris Paul, you know, if it doesn't matter what day it is, he's going to try to um, get an advantage. But I, like to me, when I watched Delo play, he had one play where Chris Paul was bumping him, right? Was kind of throwing him a little back elbows. Yeah. He does a little ball fake, fadeaway jumper, and it's cash clean on the yeah. wing side. I'm like, oh, this guy gets it. He understands what he's supposed to do. He's in a one-on-one matchup with Chris Paul. That's my jump shot. This is my game. I could take it. Was setting up Jackson Hayes. Who should have dunked eight balls tonight that he tried to lay in yeah. cute, but um, yeah, the, I think like for him and the all the guys just look, it just seems like a team that everyone knows their role. Everyone comes in. There's no battle. There's no personal. I remember Darvin Ham spoke about this on Media Day, but there's no like personal vendetta battles between each other. It's kind yeah. of like let, let let me see what I can do to help the team win. And a lot of smiles on the court. A lot of people having fun. It's a it's a nice vibe that the team's in right now. Nice group. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this the, the spirits are very positive you know i it, it, there's also like a little bit more maturity i think with, with the group mm. um that that's here i think you're you hit it on the head like the roles are very clear like there's obviously the minutes may not be exactly pointed out but like hey you're going to be the guy that backs up austin Reeves. Mm-hmm. you're going to be the you're going to be sure. the first guard off the bench like i think max is very like four games in now max is kind of settled into that role of okay i'm going to be the, the three and d guard that comes off the bench for d'lo or austin and, you know, I would like to give us, ourselves, a little bit of a pound in the back. We were speculating about what the lineups would be like and how a guy like Christian Wood would fit in. And I think both you and I said that if Christian's going to fit in, it's going to be for that first, that second shift that comes in when LeBron yeah. goes to sit down. AD is going to move to the four and Christian Wood is going to play the five, essentially. And that's exactly what's happened. Um, I think the only difference is the expectation that we had was I think we, I, I expected, I remember saying that Austin would be the point guard for those lineups. And it's been Dilo that's been running the point guard for those lineups instead. But Max is playing the two, or Gabe would be playing the two in that in that instance. And then Max would be the three, or Rui ends up being the three, actually, sorry, in, the, in those instances. So there's still a version of all of these lineups where the guys are going to get slotted down one spot, but they're effective enough where they could play up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Max could play in Gabe's spot if he really had to. But because we have mm-hmm. Gabe or the luxury of having Gabe, we can slide him down to like the line of square. And I think we saw it today where LeBron is running point guard. And then we just have like Jackson Hayes. And that's another lineup that you and I discussed. I was like, this is going to be Jackson Hayes' role right here. When LeBron yeah. wants to play point guard and wants to basically go score a bunch of points so he can get his, you know, career average of 25 or whatever it is. Like Jackson Hayes is going to be the center that runs with him because he, you know, he's a, he's a rim running threat and whatnot. That's what LeBron wants. And so it, it's just very cool to see stuff fall into place the way mm-hmm. it makes sense. Right. And and, and also have backfill. Vanderbilt has a foot issue or a heel issue or whatever it was. Torian Prince walks right, steps right into that spot and is knocking down that corner three. Like the first quarter, the Warriors were completely selling out on stopping Anthony, you know, trying to stop Anthony Davis from getting shot to the rim. And they found Torian Prince for two corner threes. He drained him easy yeah no questions asked one of them was like pretty contested too i would say and that completely changed the complexion of the game like now the, you can't do that anymore and then they went to a zone you know like in the second quarter i want to say and it's just it, it it's a different feeling dude like i i feel like i'm watching a brand new team it's gonna be a brand new season for sure. I, I i keep wondering like am i gonna wake up you know like it, it's a it's a team where i just i'm watching I'm watching teams unable to go under on screens on us. You know oh, how yeah. rare that is? There was a play where uh, it was in transition. LeBron uh, caught it on the left side. The Lakers do this a lot where they just kind of pitch and go. Right, They kicked it to LeBron. It's a little handoff. Yeah. And he they got it to Austin, and the guy just kind of overplayed, and Austin got a layup right out of it. I was like, yeah. man, they, they can't go under on any of these ball yeah. screens anymore. Uh, before we you know, keep going, I wanted to stick on that second unit lineup we were watching because I kind of was comparing that. I remember last year, Vinay, not to keep going back to that, it's just that's the thing I can compare to. Like yeah. We used to play like these four guard lineups, right? And we had like Lonnie at like the small forward time sometimes. Yeah. We had a second unit tonight and I was laughing. We had like LeBron, Hayes, Rui, Prince, and I think like one other setter out there. We yeah. were absolutely massive, Huge. you know, and like, Huge team. Yeah. and like the, and against Golden State too, which, you know, Golden State, 
throws out a lot of small lineups. Like, also, Draymond's not available. So, I think Kevin Looney didn't even play the second half. But, like, you, you just, like, juxtapose those two teams. You're like, man, we are massive right now. And you're watching Rui be, like, the closeout guy. And, you know, Rui's not a great chaser. He lost Clay a yeah. few times. That's a big body to have to, like, go at every time. There were a few plays. Rui had a nice... I think he had like a Sarge on him. He just backed him down, got to the rim, and kicked it to AD for an and one. Like, man, this team is massive and huge, and a team where it's also skilled. Like you have Christian mm-hmm. Wood, who again, as as the amount of concerns I have on Christian Wood, like there's plays where he just gets the inbound and he's like, oh, it's one on one. All right, yeah. let's go into a crossover spin. Gonna, yeah, gonna finish. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he's like the second biggest guy on the floor because they're playing him next to Hayes and Wood, and it just gives a lot of – the word I think about is versatility on this team mm-hmm. where you can go in a lot of different matchups, a lot of different ways. Gabe Vincent obviously didn't even um, suit tonight. Jared Vanderbilt's still on the bench. I don't know where Cam Reddish shows up. And, uh, and yeah, and I think my favorite part of that first half, Benet, Max Christie, two spot-up threes. That's in yeah. rhythm, absolute beautiful catch-and-shoot looks – Looks like he's worked on that. Looks, it looks good. It looks like it's normal for him. I just, I'm excited to see if he can do that because I think that just gives this team a huge dimension. They threw him on Steph Curry tonight, and I thought like he did as good as you could. I thought yeah. he stayed with him. He gave back pressure. Steph hit some step back jumpers as he's going to. Uh, but watching Max like grow up into this mature grown up, he's 20. I don't know, is he 21 or? 20? I don't remember what he is, uh, but uh, he might be 20 now. Yeah, he might be 20. Yeah, he's a he's an old guy now on the team. But like watching Max like just mature and and look like a rotation guy. I, that was my favorite part of that first half, watching him drill, not even spot up threes. They're the swing, swing threes, you know, where like yeah. you have to catch it on the right side. I just, it, it was nice to see the form come through, but uh, that was a fun first half, man. I, it was a lot of depth, a lot of versatility for, for Darvin Ham to work with. Yeah. I, I, I'm i trying to think it's like something that I didn't like from the, the, the first half, mm. like just kind of tamper some of the, the enthusiasm that we have. Sure. We want to be but I, you know, I, I can't think of too much like that I, I watched and I was like, I remember after the first first preseason game, the, one of the things I told you that I was concerned about was them not doing a good job uh, boxing out guys because, mm. you know, the, the floor is spaced out and whatnot. But they've been doing that. Like, they've been doing that these games. And, like, I'm, I'm thinking about the, like, the Kings game that just happened. Like, there's been different guys getting hot at times. Like, Austin had a stretch in the third quarter where he dominated like a two minute stretch offensively and defensively. He scored two buckets. He had that nice I am one play on, on Steph. Uh, and then Steph foul baited to get the, get the, and not the animal, but get the foul on the other side. But like, and then, you know, I had two steals. Jackson smoked the alley oop or something like that that he threw to him. But like, there was a point in this game where I was watching like Dilo do a bunch of stuff in the first half. And he was like yeah. kind of dominating the ball in the sense like he was running the offense, which is fine. I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, I'm surprised Austin hasn't gotten some more reps. And then the second half started, and then Austin got all the on-ball reps in the second half. Yep. And so I was just like, oh, maybe that's just what Ham's trying to do. Like, he's trying to give these guys enough time to be themselves, but at the same time, you know, like, enough, you know, they have to work, learn to work with each other. But it's so distinctively different, right? Like, imagine having to guard a guy who plays like how D'Lo plays, Right, can pull, up, can pull up on a dime and all that sort of stuff, and and is very crafty with the stuff he does. Makes good plays for his teammates, all that sort of stuff. And then all of a sudden, in the second half, when your game plan's like, all right, we got to watch this for deal, blah, blah blah. They just give it to Austin, and Austin's just like, no, I'm going to the rim. Like, I'm yeah. going to dunk it. If you guys are sleeping, I'm going to do this. I'm going to I'm going to push it in, the, in in transition. So it's just like, again, like with the theme of what we said so far, it's like this is a very different team. We didn't have the ability to go to two different guys like this last season and neither of those guys are our star guts they're not AD yeah. or LeBron so that's that's insane to, to, to see happen um, yeah w- watching Austin it's it's funny I think like players like that they get to a certain point you can watch him he just understands where he doesn't have to rush anything there's nothing that has to be forced anymore yeah. like he doesn't need to prove anything and you're right he had this moment in the third quarter I think him and Steph had a little bit of a tussle back and forth he got a foul yeah. call got a technical what do you do the next play, Benet? Uh, do you remember he got the tech? Next play down, little ball fake drive yeah. dunk right in the right middle up, of the yeah. lane. Like it catches the whole defense sleeping on that play. I think oh. Looney was. I don't know if Looney was in there on the play or somebody whoever was playing center just fell asleep on that play the whole way. Right, and he just goes right in and dunks. And I think the yeah. next one down, he gets the and one on Steph. 
I'm not sure if he created that contact or if Steph created that contact. It was hard to see on the replay where, you know, it's the James yeah. Harden, like where the arms through the leg, it, it's yeah. hard, arms through your elbow. It's hard to see who created the contact. But in any case, like this is a very vet move. Uh, shot it with the left hand while Steph has his right arm kind of kind of hooked. Um, and, you know, all the threes that, that he hit the first three of the game as well. It's just cool to watch him calm and collected. And I like your, uh, and to your point, the, the way you guard D'Lo, a little different than the way you guard Austin. The way you guard Austin, a little different than the way you guard Gabe Vincent. Like, those are all three guards that you have to guard. Yeah. You guard a little bit differently. You know, Gabe's a little yeah. bit more of a quick trigger on the three. Austin's going to kind of put his body into you, get you in foul yeah. trouble. Dilo's going to kind of lull you to sleep. Those are three guards that are different. And then if they're not going, let's just give LeBron the ball and try. you try to, like, throw your best defender on him. It's just – it's a lot to, that comes at you in waves. Um, and the Lakers just have a lot of places that they can score on you. I remember watching the guys check in. I was like, man, this team is deep as hell. Like, like you yeah. watch, you watch the team come in, and it's, 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 it's gonna be so fun to watch, watch um, them score on teams. You were saying uh, it popped in my mind because you said Gabe. Like, the Gabe had uh, a two-play sequence in the Kings game where he had two pull-up transition threes, mm-hmm. where he brought mm-hmm. it up the floor and he just took it, and like he didn't right. even. The second one he took was like maybe two, three feet behind the line. Like he was very, he, like he had made up his mind as soon as he crossed that floor. He's like, yep. oh, I'm taking the three. And then, like when I watched him shoot it, uh, I was in the group chat with my brother, and I was just like, "Yo, this dude, this dude thinks he's like the best shooter on the team, bro. Like he's he's gonna let it. Like if he feels if, if it's a heater, like if he feels like he's on, he's going to shoot it. And yeah. like it's the same thing with like Torian. Like Torian today had two tri- had was making threes. He clearly felt good with the yeah. threes he was taking because he pushed it in transition, and he just pulled up and took the threes. He drained them, and yeah, like. The reason why it's so different is because there's like our vets also have like that young guy, the young players, irrational confidence sort of thing. Like, you know, the Warriors used to think that was like, you know, they, they said about Jordan Poole. Like, Jordan Poole is very skilled. He also has like an irrational confidence about him, which makes him as why he's so good. He's willing to take risky shots and, and make risky shots at the same time. But it's like the same thing with like a guy like Gabe Vincent. Like, Gabe Vincent feels like he's going to make this shot or he's, he's going to drill like the next 10 shots in a row. He's going to take it. Like, we love that about D'Lo. Like, right. when D'Lo is hot, he's not passing the ball. Like, he's going to take that shot. Um, and so now we have more guys that are like that. In, but in, like, a good way. Like, they're not hunting the shot. Yeah. They just know that, oh, I'm on. So if I get this, I'm letting this go. Because I know the defense is watching. They've got eyes on the ball. So it's just, like, it's so strange to see. It's, it's strange to see the runs happen and get pushed by guys that you don't expect to see happen. Like Gabe Vincent knocks down two threes from Torian Prince. Uh, we went on a 10-0 run. Torian Prince had eight of those yeah. points. And I'm just like, what am I supposed to make of this? Like, <laughs> like you got to guard all five of our guys, you know? So as, as yeah. long as Ham is pushing the right buttons and we're healthy and, and you know, it, it, we're playing defense, I, this team has, I don't know, it, it's growing on me even more. My optimism is reaching a higher level now. With, well, like, the, the other point also, I think that's the fair point, is that you have to guard all five guys. And the guy taking the shot, that's why he's in the league. Like, the reason yeah. Torian Prince is in the league is the three and D. Like, he's – I was comparing – I think he's compared mostly last year to, like, the guy in that spot was Troy Brown, right? Yeah. And, you know, as much as I think we love Troy Brown, and Troy Brown had his moments with our team, and I think he played really hard. That's just a different level of player. That's just a different caliber of player. You know, Troy Brown, I think, still trying to find his footing in the league. Torian Prince, this is the reason why he's, you know, has stayed on, has been like a veteran presence and has started in a lot of the places that he's been. And that's just such an upgrade to me at that, you know, at that wing spot. Um, and it's been cool to watch him fill into that starter role. Mm-hmm. Did I freeze? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, I mean, yeah, I can could, I could still see you or I can still hear uh, you. Okay. So okay, going. yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just to watch, you know, and you said, you know, not hunting, like those guys that – that's what they do. Those are the shots that they look for. And such a difference when that shot is a last resort to me. Yeah. Like a lot of the times, you know, you kick it out and the guy who's wide open, like the last resort is that guy taking the shot. But yeah. Torian's like, no, you mess up a little bit. That's my shot. Or, you know, D'Lo, same thing. You go under that screen. That's my game. Austin as well. Now he's really comfortable. If you, you know, if you don't play that ice coverage correctly, I'm taking a little mid-range pull-up. I'm putting you on my hip. I'm either getting to the line. I'm either scoring in the mid-range. Those are just shots that they look for, and that just takes such a load off of LeBron and AD. My one concern, Vinay, and I think we saw it a little bit tonight, 
the the only real like concern I saw in, in the preseason so far, I feel like it's very easy to forget about AD in this offense. Oh like, yeah, it's a yeah, you know, like it's a it's an offense that's extremely jump shot heavy, and it's very much like the first shot is the best shot. So it's not you know, like like Austin, D'Lo, and Gabe are all off the dribble pull up jump shooters, and there's such an advantage in having that. But in doing so, that means you're like it's very easy for AD to go to five minutes without touching the ball and getting a shot. Yeah. You know that's the stats. That's and that's you know that's obviously pick, you know uh, picking hairs here, but splitting hairs here. But that's one of my concerns. Do you see that as well? That that's one of my minor concerns. I've, I've not concerned, but like thing I'm watching for, I guess, in terms of how our offense flows. Yeah, I think I think you're you definitely got a point there. I think so. I think the only reason why that probably seemed the case today was because I think the Warriors at some point were just like, we're not going to let AD catch this ball. Mm -hmm. And like, they started collecting a bunch of like off ball fouls, just trying to stop him from like even walking into the lane or like running in transition into the lane. Um, So I think the Lakers kind of deviated away from trying to force feed AD because they didn't want to risk him getting, you know, the ball getting deflected or or them trying to trap him and stuff like that or whatever um, when it happens. But I I think that's certainly like, that's probably going to be Ham's, like something Ham has to keep his eye on. Like, do I need to take yeah. the time out and tell these dudes, okay, that's great. You guys are getting these wide open threes, but we need to play inside out. Like we can't lose sight of, of that. I would say that was like Braun and Austin and, and D'Lo. Like mm-hmm. I would, I would say that like they're all high IQ enough players where they'll keep AD involved, but it might, it might require a timeout and for Ham to tell AD, yo, go seal your guy so we can give it to you in the mm. post. Like, don't just, like, be cool with setting the screen and then just floating around until the ball, if, in, you know, if the ball comes to you or not, you know, that's what it is. This is, this is that, that, like, the big man decides how involved he wants to be. And if, if, if he's not getting to the rim, you know, that might be something that Ham has to try and keep an eye on. Um, but we'll, we'll see, you know, like, if the jump shooting translates, if we're getting open jumpers, like, like this is the other thing. Like, Braun hasn't had to do much. Right, no. he hasn't done much. He hasn't dominated the ball very much. Um, not to say that he can't, that he needs to, but at the same time, like you and I both know, like Braun's gonna get his twenty-five from sure. somewhere. He's not gonna eat, like people are like, oh yeah, Braun, he can basically play like a role player. I was like, no, Braun is gonna score twenty-five a night. Like he's getting however many shots it takes for him or free throws it takes for him to get that. He's getting those points. Like he, we just need to accept it. That's like set in stone. He's gonna score the points that he needs to score. Um, so I'm curious to see how his shot attempts affect the team, like how he yeah. likes to run it. Because, you know, he has some plays where he did the post-ups, fadeaways, and stuff like that. And I think if it's just like every now and then they're carving out, you know, two, three-minute segments where Bron's just kind of doing whatever he wants to do or scoring the way he wants to score, I think we'll be fine. He'll get his numbers. That, that won't be a big deal. But, you know, what happens if, if our shots aren't falling? And now it becomes a very Bron, you know, if, if Bron has to take the reins of the offense, like what? What does that look like? I think that's what concerns me. Also, yeah. Because it, because I have you seen that? Like in the preseason, it feels like it's been very equal opportunity offense. Like it hasn't really been too many guys, like a single guy, dominating the entire game. Like no. Yeah, it, it hasn't, and it's really been. And I've been saying this. I think our offense has shifted to, to this ball screen offense, where it's AD coming set the screen. Jackson Hayes does it. Christian Wood is supposed to do it. Uh, come up and come up and set the picks. But uh, yeah, it's been our guards really that have kind of taken over. And it's preseason too, right? Like mm-hmm. I saw some people asking for LeBron to play the second half. Like that wasn't. That's not. That was, that he's wasn't, not doing. It. Yeah, he's not playing. He's not. He's not I playing think, the second I think they half. came out in advance to say he's not playing against the Bucks or I think Phoenix yeah. or something like that already. Yeah, Dave Dave McMenamin said it's likely he doesn't, you know, play against the Bucks. He's gonna play every other day. Wanted to play half the preseason games, uh, but it feels like Vinay, this is more of a bully ball LeBron season, like that, like mm-hmm. where, like to me, that's where he's going to get his offense. And he hit his spot up jumpers tonight. I think he got like two spot up jumpers, and that really like erases his need to have to beat a guy off the dribble. It was funny. There was a play tonight where Jonathan Kaminga just full court pressed. And LeBron looked at him like, what are you doing? Like, it's, you know, it's like it's like the second quarter of a preseason game. And I think he fell and he got fouled and Kaminga helped him up. But you could look at LeBron's face like, are you serious right now? You're going to full court, you know, full court pressure me with all that athleticism. And Jonathan yeah, Kaminga, you know, yeah. is like, this is my time. This is my area where I can show off and try to fight for as much real estate as I can on the floor. So I get it. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's where LeBron's going to get his 
And Vinay, if he can play make out of that post or at the top of the key, I mean, I think the Lakers have enough shooting. I talked about yeah. the back cuts earlier. AD can find little duck-ins, as you just talked about, be able to duck in in the post, get jump hooks that way. Um, it, it, it just eases the load off him. And to me, this is the most like offensive-ready team that he has been has around, not just the guards, but Rui Hachimura is another guy that wants to get his buckets as well. We talked yeah. about Gabe Vincent's going to come off the bench. Christian Wood, I'm sure, wants his fair touches to eat, right? Like, there's only so many plates to go around, and I'm sure LeBron in the regular season is more than fine with, you know, the, the buffet going other places. I think we've talked about this before. You know, late in games, the ball's going to be in his hands. Like, that's just yeah. – that's like it's, that's just how it is. And maybe it's that's an awesome rule. Sense. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, yeah, maybe it's, it's an, yeah if, he, if he defers, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, Ron may Mike, just give it up and just be like, go, I trust you, just go run it. He, he yeah. We've been we've been using LeBron and Rui as screeners more. We've been using LeBron as a dribble handoff guy more. It's just stuff like you couldn't like you can't hand off to Patrick Beverly. No one cares. Like you, no one's stepping up on that other side of the screen. But it's different when it's D'Lo. It's different when it's Austin. It's different when it's Gabe. You can't yeah. just play off a of LeBron. Those guards come off and fly and shoot. And that like that's where to me I'm so excited to see what the offense moves to. But yeah, LeBron's offense is is fascinating. It's it's the most least on ball that I've. Seen. I saw a stat. I listened to a stat, Vinay. This I'll let you go, but uh, it was on the Gilbert Arenas pod. Shout out to Josiah. He he mentioned it. Um, Gil's yeah. Arena, obviously, people know. Uh, Rashad McCants. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Very unfiltered basketball conversation. Yeah. Um, but uh, LeBron led the league in shot attempts last year. Did you know this? In shot attempts? I didn't know that. Yes. Is that, I didn't, I didn't know, that. know that either. I, I, yeah. You wouldn't guess, right? Luka Doncic has the ball in his hands like crazy. Uh, all the other guards that like are Damian Lillard, who didn't play a lot, but LeBron led the league in shot attempts. That's. I think that kind of tells you where the team was for a lot of yeah. the year. Oh, I'd have sure, to look. Sure. I'd have to look at his post All Star game numbers, and obviously he missed a month at the end there as well. But. That's interesting to me. And I don't think this is that type of team, you know, like that's no. where I'm so, I'm so interested, but yeah, he led the, he led the league in a uh, shot attempts, yeah. year, which I thought was, yeah. which is a fascinating. Yeah, kind of fascinating. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Um, there was, there was a sequence. So there was a sequence, right? Where Kaminga gets the ball. I'm thinking mm. of this, like he gets the ball and he makes like a jab step, I think to the, his right, his right foot. And Bron mm-hmm. kind of bites on it. And AD bites on it too. And Kaminga drives with his left and he finishes with his dunk, right? He's super, he's a great athlete. He, he just, you're, it's very hard to stop him from getting to the rim once he gets like a full mm-hmm. head of um, Yeah. And like, that was like, that felt at that moment when he made that play, it was just like, you know, like I think even the crowd was like, oh, wow, that's a pretty great play. Um, when they show the replay, you can see this like AD smiling on his face. He's like, oh, I feel like I just blew my coverage. I, I made the I made the same mistake that Braun did. And I, I tried to go baseline when, when you know, I should have been covering the other side. Um, and I was watching and I was just like, wow, this is like a, this would be like a momentum changing play like a big dunk in the middle mm-hmm. of, of the game to wake everybody up and like the very next play braun goes down and coming pressing him like from half court dude and i was like this dude's playing for like his contract or something right now yeah braun very very methodically dribbles takes him all the way to the rim and finishes with like a left-hand layup and yes. it's not super athletic it's not like he made like this crazy fake to get him to do it he just he just works him all the way down to the rim and Kaminga's a, you know, I would say he's probably one of the better athletes, if you know, the upper percentage percentile athletes in the league. And I think Braun did it. I think there was a rim defender, a help defender there too at the same time that he kind of sets up and finishes with the left hand. But I watched it and it was so smooth. Braun didn't do anything after that. He was just very like cool, casual, like kind of going back. And I was yeah. just like, whoa, this might be really easy for him right now. Like he might just be like, oh, okay. Like, you know, like obviously in my, the guy I was guarding gets gets a cool basket or whatever but like the fact that he wasn't i remember last year when stuff like that would happen you could tell like braun was like pressing to try and get that yeah. bucket back basically you know what i mean like because he didn't know what would happen like would, would he get that opportunity to score again would this game be close would this game turn to a blowout very different roster so like like you said he knew he had to shoot more so he was a little bit more crazy about it um but this time he's like yeah i'm just gonna take it to the rim i'm not worried about it and he, he did in such a cool manner that sticks out to me so much because it's just like I think he's a guy that when you watch him on the court you can kind of see the urgency in how he plays. Sometimes he's right. very calm, sometimes he's very urgent, and to see him in a tight game like that or the moment he can flip another way. Granted, it is preseason to just casually go down and still be able to score on a great guy who's a pretty good defender. I would think a pretty athletic defender. It, 
is kind of interesting to see. And I don't know why, but that play just kind of stuck out in my mind. It's like stylistically so different. You would think like Brown would try to like bulldoze his way to the rim. And he's just like, no, watch, watch how I score this basket. And they couldn't, they couldn't stop him. Like he, he just yeah. layup. And so like that play stuck, stuck out to me so much. And I wonder if like that's going to be Braun's thing. Like he's going to like let the game start. We'll go through yeah. our motions. We'll see what's working. And then I'll fit myself in where I need to fit. And I remember last year when we were covering the playoffs, we said that. Like Braun, we knew he was on a bum foot. But he was doing like – he was conserving so much of his energy to help out on the defensive end with help defense and stuff like that that we understood why his offense was suffering, his jump shot wasn't falling, all that sort of stuff. He was conserving his legs for, like, Memphis series, a bunch of chase down blocks and stuff like that that he had. And I think I wonder if he's doing that again. He's like, look, man, we got Austin, we got D'Lo, we got Gabe, we got AD, we got Christian Wood, we have all these guys that can knock down shots. Let me yeah. just use them. Let me get the easy points. Let me get the runouts and the transition buckets and all that stuff. And 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 then, we'll, you know, I'll get my 2025 20, out. Yeah, yeah, I remember that play. That was also uh, that was the first I think of the preseason Bene LeBron AD screen. Like I remember it was yeah. a middle middle screen, and uh, that's the first time in a long time I've seen a LeBron AD be a two on two. You know, like usually those because the guy steps in right away, and it was Kaminga in his way that you just you know de- detailed where uh, LeBron was able to drive right on him, keep him on his hip, hit a little left hand layup. I- I'm fascinated to see if this is just a spot up three you know lebron to start the season because of the amount of guards we have austin and dealer are going to eat up so much of the like ball screen offense where lebron is a lot of times just standing and i love he still does that thing where right before he shoots he like wipes his hand you know like just yeah. to get the, the sweat <laughs> so off funny, so dude. you know <laughs> so you know when he's gonna shoot i just i love those little little intricate things that he does but uh yeah it's, it's gonna be interesting to see if that's where he goes with this um but i just you know i want to make sure LeBron, I'm not worried. I think LeBron's going to be able to – hijack's not the word, but, you know, take take over no, the offense. I mean, whenever yeah, when he, wants, when he wants to, he's going – like, I'm telling you, dude, that third shift of LeBron and it's probably going to be Jackson Hayes at center. Like, and it's just going to be three, three and D guys. It's going to be, like, Max, Gabe, maybe Austin, like, whatever it is, yeah. whoever, the, whoever the four ends up being. And it, they're just – it's probably going to be, like, Rui at the four or something like that. Um, and they're just going to let him run. And Braun's yeah. just going to be able to do whatever he wants. And and that's probably the lineup where he's going to get a ton of points because he'll be up against, like, the opposing team's bench unit. Yeah. I, I, let me ask you something. What do you, what do you make of AD's jump shooting? Like, I've seen a lot about, like, D'Lo and his improved defense from Lakers fans. But I haven't seen and I haven't seen as much about AD's jump. He had another three yeah. today. The first he three he took today, he, I think he made the left corner three. Uh, mm-hmm. Hesitated a little bit, but still took it. Uh, but his – he's – Talk to me about the confidence. Have you noticed the confidence yeah. that he takes his jumpers? That's tough. I thought the first one was more confident than the second one. The second mm-hmm. one was a, I believe, a drive, kick out, kind of shot it, you know, in a little bit of transition. You could tell he didn't want to take that, but just threw it up. I think it's fine. Again, I don't think AD has to become some light, you know, light beam shooter out there. I just want mm-hmm. him to take the open ones. If he's getting corner threes, our offense is doing something right. Like I, am I like if we're generating corner threes, whether that's AD, whoever, I think that you did something right. You obviously touched the paint, right? AD's not standing there in the corner waiting for a ball. Like you obviously got some paint to grate, as they call it, some paint touch to where you kicked it out to him. I like him shooting those. Again, I think the mid range. Hopefully, we'll get there. He had a sweet shot tonight, Vinay. The the paid away jumper, I think, over Sarge. Mm-hmm. Like he had the little one dribble. That's the stuff to me. Like those are the. I remember when we talked about Dame and Giannis, how they kind of uh, demoralize you on the basketball floor. Like, those are the shots to me from AD. Those are the demoralizers, right? The open threes are nice, and those are the ones that are going to get the, if he's making that, how do you guard him kind of stuff. But to me, it's the fadeaways. It's the, like, jab step that opens up his triple threat game. That's the stuff, Mm -hmm. like, that I think you don't see enough of. Saric, again, was able to kind of back up, and AD hit his little fadeaway over him. But I think it looks fine. Like, AD was not, I know the stuff, the sound in camp was, like he was coming back as Dirk Nowitzki, like that was never that yeah. was never going to that was never going to happen. Uh, but I think he's taking them at a you know a respectable volume. Six threes a game is a ton. I think Darwin is just reaching you know with that number. But I I think I think he's he's been fine and he's playing a lot. Yeah. Like even when he's with Wood, Benet, we talked about this before. They're both outside. Like you know, there's not like, you know what I mean. Like it's a lot of <laughs> so it's not 
it's not an inside out. It's like two bigs on the outside, and it's creating driving lanes though. Like that, you're seeing sure. some driving sure, lanes yeah. getting created, yeah. but it's not the envisioned theory that we thought, right? It was supposed to be where it's kind of AD inside, so Wood gets the outside, and it kind right. of creates space yeah. for AD. That's not what's happening. It's it's a lot, a lot of times they're both on the outside. AD has yeah. played with Hayes as well here and there, but I, I look at it more from the Wood perspective because that's the one that's supposed to give him this space to operate but it, it's yeah. not really the way it's it's look, worked out we, so we brought look we brought it up we said i know we said on the box we said that people are like oh yeah we got christian wood we got all these shooters and stuff like that now 80 80 doesn't have to worry about doubles i saw that all up and i said what makes y'all think that 80 is going to turn into some post-up guy because that's not how he wants to play he wants to face up against his defender in the mid-range and whatever it is and he wants to take jump shots which is fine as long as he's making those jump shots, if he's taking the open ones and he's making them at a respectable clip, we don't have issues with that. The only time this stuff all falls apart is if he's not making them. And, you know, he's our best player, basically. So we need him to make the jumpers. So I'm, I'm glad to see, like, first and foremost, he, he shouldn't be taking 6-3 again. Like, there's no <laughs> logical reason to say that. I, I, like, I, I think Ham is trolling, half trolling a little bit. I think if he had to, like, be serious, and say that he's probably he's probably telling AD like, dude, just it, don't be afraid to shoot it. Like he's probably telling him like have confidence in shooting the three if you're going to take it, uh, because that would make way more sense to, to say to AD. Because last year you can tell he was really hesitant about taking threes, mm. um, uh, at least up until the playoffs and stuff like that. Uh, but six threes a game, like this is not one of those things for the fans. Because I had somebody tell me like, oh, you know he was making them like at a 33% rate or something like that. I was like, yeah, he was attempting like three a game. Like when you tell <laughs> right. the guy, like there's nothing in, in 80s in the data or the tape that makes you think that him shooting more threes is going to lead to an increase in percentage. Like he's historically an average or below average three-point shooter. So this is not one of those like – it's not like an Austin thing. Like Austin, we know he can probably shoot closer to 40% from three. So we're okay with telling him – Take more threes if you're wide open, mm-hmm. because we can see the production of, of of it possibly going forward. And I remember you and I both said, like a lot of people would say, well, Austin's leap is going to come in on ball. So it's like, no, I think he's just going to shoot. His leap is going to come when he shoots the ball. Like when he mm-hmm. when he's not when he starts taking ten to fifteen shots a game, that's when his numbers are really going to go up. That's the leap that you're going to see from Austin. And I think we've seen that like in the preseason when he yeah. played, he's aggressively looking for his shot, and then it's helping the Lakers out tremendously. Right, for sure. Uh, you know, I think Austin's aggression has shown out. He's barely you know, played a few minutes here and there, has missed a few games trying to rest up. He looks in midseason form. I'm not worried at all about oh, yeah. Austin. I think he'll be fine. Um, going to AD, though, I think, you know, it's just the – to me, the outside shot is more representative of, like, AD's aggression other more than looking at the numbers and the graph mm-hmm. and the stats and the percentage, right? To me, it's more of a kind of correlation with his confidence, Vinay, really. Like, the jump shot is a correlation to how confident he's feeling on the offensive end. And I think this team reaches his – like, there's going to be a point. It hasn't happened yet, and you tweeted this today during the game. Like, teams are defending the Lakers how they did a year ago. Last year. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to continue to do that because LeBron and AD have the reputation, as they should, that they will absolutely murder you in the paint if you don't. But – Austin, D'Lo, and Gabe, and whoever, and Torian are going to be like, all right, give me six threes a game open and see what happens, yeah. right? Like, that's that's basically what's, what's going on. It would be nice if our G League bench could have hit one of those, but, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's all right. <laughs> Jalen, man, they were torching Jalen. They were torching oh, Jalen. Give, give Jalen a break, man. He, yeah, he, give, he him tried. A break. give him a he break. Had, um, just as, as a tangent, he that play that he had to set up Colin Castleton for that pass towards oh. the end of the, the very end of the game, Beautiful. was so nice dude mm. he was making the move you i anybody that hasn't seen it please just go watch the last 30 seconds of today's game jalen makes like multiple moves on a possession that completely mm. confuses the the gold like he he makes he does the step back and does a step forward and the defense is still reacting to the first move that's how good he was with some of the decision making he He's, he's getting two feet in the paint. He's getting all the way to the rim. It, it's there. He just has to figure out what he wants to do once he gets there. And I think that, you know, it's going to take him a year to figure that out. He, he, he's also, he's 
pass first, pass second, score third right now. Yeah. Right. Like, and it's very easy, not easy, but it's very like he's giving the defense, he's telling the defense what he wants to do. And that's fine. Like, as a young point guard, your first job is to get in the paint, as you said, and to kind of understand mm-hmm. angles. And he has a skip pass on point. Uh, there's not really a lot to skip pass to in that unit. Like it's Alex Fudge <laughs> on the skip pass, but you know it's it's it's, it's fine. It, it, you know, so but no, I think JHS is fine. I'm I'm not worried with him. But uh, yeah, with with AD though, like to me, it's just representative of, uh, like I think there's gonna be a point, Vinay, where teams are going to adjust. Hopefully, the shooting keeps up and they adjust. Mm-hmm. And that's to me where, all right, AD, go get your 35. Like they're giving mm-hmm. you single coverage. The Warriors, if you watch tonight, they they've done this every time the Clippers do this a lot to us as well. They really dig in, right? So whenever the ball gets under the free throw line, there's like four guys who swarm. Like that's just the way they play. They're already small as well. So that's kind of how you have to play. You have to be very scrappy. I think we only had like two turnovers in the first quarter, which is insane Mm -hmm. for the amount of times we throw the ball around. But to me, that's where AD and LeBron can really start to eat. When you get that domino effect of where the shooting similar how it does for the Warriors where when the shooting opens up, that's when Kevin Lon Looney gets dunks. Like, like that's, you know, like Kevin Lon Looney will have 15 and we'll be like, how did Kevin Looney get 15? Well, it's because two guys jump out on clay on shooters or, you know, like to me, that's where LeBron and AD can really start to cook. But um, yeah, it's, it's going to be nice to at least have that option. And I think we have the shooters, shooters to do it, but AD's jump shot. I, I think it'll come and go. It's, it's more of a, how confident is he? You'll see his bag open up, right? Once he starts feeling that, the in and out dribbles start coming, the hezzy crossovers start coming in, and that's where he becomes unguardable. But uh, until then, just just let him keep shooting. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you there. I'm I'm okay with this. Like I'm actually okay with like his shot selection has been really nice. I think in the preseason he hasn't really been trying to force too much. He right. when he has a smaller guy, he's going to the rim. When they space off of him at the free throw line, he'll take the jumper. Like if he's trying mm-hmm. to set up the DHO and it just kind of doesn't, it doesn't execute well or something like that, or if the guy's being tracked, um, uh, it looks good. Uh, last guy I want to talk about, um, D'Angelo Russell has been the talk mm-hmm. of the preseason. Um, he's given nice sound bites post game, which is great to see. Um, yeah, he has noticeably been putting in more effort defensively. He's deflecting balls. Uh, he's mm-hmm. not allowing himself to be eliminated by screens as easily as he could, as he was. I would say his career uh, very clearly, even though he gave that funny response where he's just like, well, I can't get faster or something like that, but you know, I'm right. trying to improve on defense. Like I, I, I would say that we're definitely seeing that out of him. And um, I think a lot of people have said that like, that's the reason why he didn't get more minutes in Denver. And that, that's not the reason why he didn't get more minutes. In Denver. There's still a part of this that we haven't seen, which is how mm-hmm. does he handle physicality? when teams decide to get really physical with him. That's where we're going to really know if, if yeah. there's a change in how he, how he starts to play. But his, aside from that, his, his shooting has been super confident. He's been really good yeah. uh, on the floor. Decision-making has been fantastic. Everything that we kind of saw when we first traded for him has been even slightly better, I would say. Um, he's, he's even more comfortable. That just might be because he's got training camp. You know, he knows who he's playing with, that sort of thing. But his defense has been a step up, and that has been very cool to see. Um, what do you think about just kind of what you've seen out of Dilo in the preseason so far? So far, yeah, this is the most comfortable I've seen him. Just looks in command of his game. Looks like he understands who he is as a basketball player. Like there's no confusion. I talked about it before, but we used to wear in prime a lot, and he just looks like this. He's at that age where guys are very comfortable. He's made his money in the league as well, and I'm sure he wants another contract. But you could tell there's a level of peace that he's playing with, uh, and that that stuff is going to ratchet up as you get in the playoffs right and and all that and then this is preseason so games don't even count yet but you just watch him and he looks smooth looks under control um, him and austin i just love the compatibility that they have where they're kind of they can work off of each other and it's nice like I remember we were starting um malik beasley next to him a lot when the first trade happened and mm-hmm. it's a lot of it's a lot of ball handling on him right lebron i think was out as well uh, so like like to watch him have another guard where he can kind of kick it to the Warriors put Gary Payton on him for a little bit, and mm-hmm. you know he just brought it up the floor and then gave it to Austin and said like you know I don't need to go at Gary Payton I don't have to yeah. like, go cook your guard and then Gary Payton switches on to Austin and then Dilo can go attack so it's 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 a nice yeah. like workaround that they have um, the ball pressure stuff will be there the defense stuff is kind of a I'll see it when I see it kind of thing you know like I, I'm on, like that that stuff that the first step is to say it but that's not the last step that is the starting point. 
Um, but that's not the finish line. Like him saying he wants to be better defensively, that's great. I think he had a block shot tonight. I could tell his competitiveness is there. Uh, mm-hmm. But that, that's stuff that you just have to wait for. I, I don't look to D'Lo as a defender, really. Like I, I just want him to be a little bit more aware on the court. Like he has enough smarts to, on the offensive end to where that awareness should pick up on the defensive end. But um, no, he's looked awesome, man. I like. There's very few players I think so far that have looked bad like on in preseason. Like it's. I think the, all the stars have looked great. D'Lo, another 16 tonight, I believe, just on smooth shooting. Um, mm-hmm. It just looks comfortable, man, and that's what that's some of the advantages in the continuity box when you can bring a guy back and he just understands the system and is not learning a new coach, is not learning a new system, is not learning, you know, his a teammates. Like, he's he's settled. He's settled in, yeah. and it, it's, I think it's showing off. Yeah, there, there was a break in the telecast um, and so yeah. I unmuted it so I could listen because I also want to actually want to hear what Doc Rivers sounded like in terms of like as an analyst and stuff like that. And he's actually phenomenal. I thought he was great. Uh, and I usually I, I went back to muting. I, I've done it for so many years now, so I'm going to continue doing it. But the right. part that I listened to was Doris Burke was talking about, you know, he's been more active defensively and he's been trying. He's, he's openly said that that's something that he wants to do because he, he knows that that's one of the reasons why he had a bad series. Um, and, you know, he's hoping that that defers people from doing it. I think George Burke was trying to say like, you know, I've watched him. It looks like his defense has improved. It's improved. You know, you can see it in this game and stuff like that. So Doc Rivers says it's great that he's, he's done that. Like he's, he's looked to improve that part of it. But he says, just to be clear, teams are not going to stop trying to attack. And I thought that's right. like a really nice coach, coach way of like, uh, like a, a coach. Like, look, teams are still going to test you to see if you're going to like, uh, if, if they can get you, you know, overwhelming um, right. one-on-one or however they, they want to do it with a bunch of screens and, and having you chase around them. But he has to be ready for it. That's basically what Doc was saying. Like, he has to show that resistance is basically what he's implying. And I think that's something that both you and I have also said. Like, we don't have, like, lockdown guys. And it's very hard right. to get lockdown guys around the league. But defense in basketball is not a one-on-one thing. Sometimes it is. You know, mm-hmm. Devin Booker versus Russell Westbrook in game one of the Phoenix Suns series. That's a one-on-one. If, if Devin scores, they probably won. Devin doesn't score, so the Clippers won. Um, but very rarely is it like that. It's more, yeah. did you did you fight through the screen? Did you fight to stay in front of your guy? Did you allow him to separate from you? You, you use the shoulder to bump you off or whatever it is. Um, and that's the level of competitiveness that we hadn't seen out of D'Lo that I think we're seeing in the preseason. And when they interviewed him in the first quarter I would say after the first quarter he said that he's trying to use the preseason to get ready for the regular yeah. season he doesn't want to spend the first five six games of the regular season getting into rhythm and he wants to do it yeah. now so I think that that's a nice um that's a nice uh look into what his mentality is uh contract year for him you know he yeah. has a player option but it's really a contract year for him so it's like I, I'm, I'm glad to see that he's like locked in in regards to that for whatever reason it may be basketball or money. I, I think it's good for the Lakers. Yeah, absolutely. Him, like in my opinion, but this felt at least in the first half, like a regular season game. Like it didn't, it didn't feel preseasony. It didn't feel like teams were sleepwalking through. Like it felt like both teams were competitive. Again, you had two technicals, I believe in the first half and mm-hmm. Delo's part of that. He comes in, he sets the tone, um, comes off screens, it's super aggressive. And again, with him, I think it's just fitting his defense into a team concept. Guys are going to try to attack him, obviously, in, in mismatches and stuff like that. But he has enough size as a guard, has enough wingspan, length to be respectable on that end. I think that's all we're asking from him, him and Austin, to at least battle. I think Gabe does that really well. That's one of my favorite things about Gabe Vincent as well. Very physical guard at that size will body you up. Um, I'm not asking D'Lo to be that, but uh, at least just fight on that end. And I think you have a team where uh, the ethos and the kind of if the whole team is kind of doing it, you have to fall in line. And I think like you have that type of uh, ethos being built is, is, do you have a concern with all like not getting a full game, I guess, of the full rotation or is, is, does that not matter as much? You think? I, I feel like we might get it depending on what happened. I don't know what's going to happen with Vando's foot, but I feel like we might get it like right before the season starts. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm too concerned about it. Um, yeah. I, Last, let me ask you uh, yeah. a, a follow-up on that. We can close with this. Um, where does Vando fit 
I guess. Like I'm I'm watching these units, man, and like I'm that's I have a hard time kind of placing him, right? Sure. Like like Max, I think has has at least fought for a rotation spot uh at the minimum. I mean, look around. I mean, Hayes and Wood are kind of stealing those backup front court minutes. Uh, and then you have obviously Gabe and one of LeBron and AD are going to play in that second unit. So I've, I've kind of had a hard time placing him, which is why I was advocating him to start. Torin Prince, I think, has just played too well. But if Vando comes off the bench, it's just obviously Rui's in that second unit as well. It's just it's tough for me to, like, fit him into. Like, I think when we started this pod, we said everyone kind of has a role that's very clearly defined, right? I do this. Yeah. I come in and score if I'm Rui Hachimura, Gabe Vincent, D'Lo. I got to play, make, and score. Austin, I got to get buckets. Um, you can go down the line. Jackson Hayes, I block shots. Vanderbilt, it's kind of murky, right? Like, Because his effectiveness yeah. is not – you can't look on a box score and be like, oh, Vando had a good game. It's kind of like, oh, he shut down this player, his offensive yeah. rebounding, tipping the ball. It's hard to to place that. Or or do you yeah. think, like, is, is there a place you, you'd have him in? He's – He's his first and foremost role is that he's a defensive like he's the closest thing we have to a lockdown defender um, sure. in, in that in that in that sense. And he's is that as very, valuable off the bench though? You know what I mean? Like is that yeah? So, as- so that's that's where like the part where we were talking about when I said like my concern is I don't know how Braun is actually fitting in his where his shots come from with what we watched mm-hmm. so far in the preseason. Like this preseason, if I was LeBron, like this is just be speculating. If I'm LeBron, I'm probably sitting back and saying, okay, where do I fit myself in where it comes to all this sort of stuff? Like, I see Austin being successful, D'Lo being successful, AD getting his touches. Like, where do I fit myself into this picture? Because things are working pretty well, even when I'm not playing, things are coming along. So I'm... My thing is, I think when Braun is the guy that's the central part of the offense, like, he's on the floor, and he's not just running up and down. Like, like he's going to be dictating the offense, whether he's playing point guard or if he's playing, like, next to Gabe and Max, and he's kind of the point guard and those guys are the three. Like, I think when Braun is on the floor, you've got to have a real wing stopper out there. Because we mm. saw today, like, you don't want Braun to have to chase around Jonathan. Like, honestly, you don't, sure. you don't want him to do that. Um, you want Vando to be on whoever you want to be on. So, like, I, I think... I still think Vando in the starting lineup makes the most sense, but I understand if people are going to say that Torian Prince should be the starter because of his ability to knock down over there. 100% fair. I don't even disagree with that at all. I just think if I'm the coach and I'm trying to find a way to fit in somebody who has a defense, who was a defensive tone setter for me, to start the game. Okay? Because yeah. remember, when Golden State started this game, I think they went six or six to start the game or something like that on all jump shots. Like, if you need somebody right. to start the game and chase around Steph Curry or Clay Thompson, because I think Torian had a little bit of trouble chasing Clay around uh, on sure. some of his jumpers. Like, that's probably why they start Vando. It might be a quick pull and then putting him into, like, the second, third shift lineups. But I think that's where that happens. I think if there is a avalanche of complaints for the fan base, it will be because Ham chooses to start Vando over Torian Prince, considering what, what he's done. Um, yeah. And I think Ham having that relationship with Torian Prince will make that possible. Because you'll be like, look, trust me, just come off the bench. You'll get your shots, you'll get your minutes, don't worry about it. Like, you just trust me, I'll, I'll take care of you and that sort of thing. And so I think yeah. that, I think there's a possibility that could happen. I'm wondering, like, so I'm just thinking of those type of players. Vando be, I guess, can Vando be the Caruso type? You know, where like he just comes in and like I'm thinking of like that. I'm not. I'm not comparing them to as direct players, but that is kind of archetype, right? Like the where where they're not like offensive shooters. Um, they're not offensive players in that way, but they just create so much havoc and they're so good at what they do. Um, it you know it impacts the team. I like that's where I think he fits. It's just tough to place that in, in with the mm-hmm. starters because it's looked so so far. And he hasn't, you know, got a lot of reps with them so far. But I mean, the continuity is there from last season, so we'll see. I wouldn't be mad if Vando started. Like, I would totally understand that. I think he's a chaos creator in a lineup that plays with a lot of stability. But sometimes you need some chaos. Like, sometimes you need a little bit of, you know, reckless. Uh, you talk about a lot of talk about this a lot, but like motor, right? Yeah. Vando brings this like level of motor that I think none of our starters get to. Yeah. You know, I think Austin has an offensive motor, but like the other guys are very much more relaxed in terms of their motor. 
And Vando really starts off at such a high speed. And I think sometimes the team needs that for a little bit mm-hmm. of a juice and a jump. Um, you'll see like a game start and Vando have four offensive rebounds because like no one else is ready. And he's like in there jumping around, you know, making things happen. So I'm, I'm interested to see if that's the way we go. But these are good problems to have, man. These are these are very, um, very luxurious issues to be trying to solve. Than, yeah, than definitely. Before. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully he heals up and gets better sooner than later. Uh, same thing with Gabe. Uh, they get, and, and we get like a real mm. idea. But look, we're, we're in a sort of luxurious position. We have to, seems like we've got good players to backfill um, these yep. sort of roles. And, and Darwin Ham's going to have his work cut out for him. Uh, so I think he's a great coach, and I, I think he knows what he's doing. So, so we'll get it figured out. Yep. Any last thoughts, Raj? No, this was fun, man. We're back at yeah, it. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, appreciate all the folks that joined for the post game. Lakers are two and two. Raj and I will be back Sunday night. Uh, we have something, a very fun segment in store. Um, we might try to do a live video stream so that you guys can watch it with us. But we have a fun segment in store. Hopefully, you guys join us on Sunday night. And if nothing else, whether you're listening to this during the day, in the evening, whenever you listen to it, we appreciate all the support that you guys give. And we hope you have a good one. See you in the next one. Peace.